Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Check it out. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Jason Jones of The Athletic. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. You know, we're talking about the Sacramento Kings. We're talking some hip-hop, which is really, honestly, my favorite part of the show. And whatever in that else I decide I want to talk about. But I'm not going to drag this out too long. This is the final episode of 2022. We are well over, I shouldn't say well, but we have already passed the 100 episode uh, mark for this podcast. So thanks to all of you who are still checking it out. Uh, If you hear any noise in the background, remember it's winter break and my kids don't care about me recording. I've tried to hide and lock myself away in some quiet that they might pop up every now and then because they want something. But hey, all my other podcasters out there with kids, but they probably, you've all experienced this as well. But with the final episode of the year, I want to talk about the player who is kind of emerged as the heart and soul of this version of the Sacramento Kings. Of course, that's talking about DeMontis Sabonis. And you earn that role by overcoming adversity, putting yourself out there, doing things to show that your commitment to the team and to winning is beyond just the basics. And Sabonis is doing that right now, even if maybe the practical thing to do would be to not be playing right now. You know the deal. Um, Sabonis is playing with a fractured right thumb right now. It's not a shooting hand, but still. I wouldn't want to do a a lot of things with a fractured thumb. You know, on my left hand, you know, not that I shoot the ball, but, you know, uh, a fracture is a fracture. Then sources told the Athletics, Sam Amick and Anthony Slater, the injury would sideline Sabonis four to six weeks if he opts for surgery. Clearly, he does, he's not doing that right now. It's his non-shooting hand. He's going to keep on playing. Why? From his point of view, there's simply too much on the line with this season. Now, we can go back and forth about how smart that is. You know, it's not like Sabonis is a free agent coming up this summer. Even though his deal is about $18 million, which is really below market value for him. And in a couple of years, he'll be 
after not after this season, after the after the uh, 2023 2024 season, he'll be due for a big raise. But with this Kings team, there's clearly too much on the line from his point of view and everyone else's to sit anything out. And here's something Sabonis said after Wednesday's win over Denver when he returned and had a really good game going against uh, Nikola Jokic. He says, quote, it's been a long summer, a lot of expectations. Everyone has put a lot of work in. Missing a large number of games just didn't seem right. If I could play through it, that's something I could at, I could try at least, end quote. Now, that's certainly risky. Um, there's, listen, let's not act like it's not. You know, it's definitely a risk. Going out, you know, you know, like I said, I mentioned before, why wouldn't someone go old school basketball and just smack his hand a couple of times just to test it out? Just, you know, <laughs> you know, is that is that probably a little dirty, a little foul? Yeah, but there was a the time in this league where that was expected. I remember growing up um, listening to the late great Chick Hearn and he would talk about that. You know, hey, you can test it out. You know, if he's on the court, he must not be hurt, right? Smack. Oops. Did I hit you on that foul? My bad. But, you know, you know, somebody could smack the hell out of that hand and send him sit him down. What if Sabonis, you know, falls down awkwardly on that hand? You know, have to use that hand to break his fall. You know, what if he falls down or something and someone just steps on his hand? Well, shit, anything can happen with this. You know, padding, no padding or whatever you want to put on that hand is definitely a risk. But got through one game with it, so we'll see. You know, but clearly the way the Kings have played this season has have to have influenced the decision. You know, he's having an all-star caliber season. You know what, about 18 points, 11-plus rebounds, about seven assists. Only person who's a center who can, whose numbers are even in that uh, category are Jokic. You know, and so Sabonis is looking like an all-star. And I think him going out there and playing through this is definitely a source of inspiration. Because who can make any excuses? This guy's out there with his thumb all shoved up, his, whatever, his hand jacked up and whatever. Who can make an excuse now to not show up and do their job? Who can make an excuse to say, well, you know what, I feel a little sore. I'm not going to do anything today. No one has that excuse if Sabonis is out there doing this. Like I said, it makes him just that, to me, that an inspirational figure for this group. And puts the level of, you know, the, the, the sense of urgency is so high as to why this season matters so much for this team. This is really the best chance the King have had to make the playoffs in years. I know they got close, or they didn't get close, but they were in the hunt back in 2018-19. But even with that team, they were always kind of near that, you know, remember there was no playing game back then, so they they were always kind of around that 7-8-9 range, and then they finished nine games out of the last playoff spot, which, yeah, they were actually closer to being 10th, 11th, 12th than they were to being 8th. 
So to me, this is a much more realistic, their most realistic playoff opportunity in almost 20 years. So, but so, so Sabonis is clearly all in. If that means going out there with a bum hand and defending Joker, you know, he's going to do it. And again, like I said, there's no one else who can have an excuse for why they don't show up and give their all. And here's what Darren Fox said about his teammate Sabonis going out there playing with this. Quote, he literally has a broken thumb. Going out there and playing through that type of pain against him, him being Jokic, he goes out there, he fights, he still rebounds knowing that hand is going to get caught in there, get hit, get banged. He went out there and it shows his toughness. He wants to win. When he came here, it wasn't just for the future. He wanted to come here and win games now. Again, no excuses, you know, playing, you know, you know, giving his teammates the blueprint of the level of mental and physical toughness it takes to be a playoff team. You know, the Kings, they host the Utah Jazz on Friday, and that's a big one for them now because if they win the game, they go 3-3 three and three on this uh, homestand. And at one point, it looked like this could possibly be a 2-5 and you know, a one and five homestand when, they were, <laughs> when the Kings were down to the, to the Nuggets on Wednesday. By 19, they managed to rally and win that game. And 3-3 three and three on a homestand is not what you want. But considering you were looking at a situation where you might have lost a bonus for over a month. On top of that, you'll take 3-3 three and three and get out of there with what you got before you head out and play, play at Memphis and Utah. And... I mean, because like I said, it's pretty clear why this matters so much. The Kings are in playoff contention right now. They're in that top that top six, seven range that they've been most of the season. But things are so jumbled right now that you have a they could have a bad couple of weeks and go from top six down to twelve. It's just that crazy right now. And Sabonis clearly, you know, knows that, and he doesn't want to see that happen. And I think him stepping on the court provides a level of like I said inspiration and a blueprint and an example of no excuses if you can play you play and quite and really in past years the kings haven't had a reason to do that or there hasn't been a reason to have a player do that guys have played through things but it was generally a point where you said you know what we're not playing for anything there's no need for that and right now the kings are playing for something and we're not talking about who's in college, and we're not talking about Victor Wembanyama. I know I just butchered his name, y'all. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know we're not talking about any of that stuff. We're talking about the Kings trying to get to the playoffs. So, with all that on the line, Sabonis is going to keep giving it a try, and with that, he's going to continue to earn the respect of not just the, his teammates, his coaches, but his fans and the rest of the NBA. Okay, that's my Sabonis chat for today. What we're going to do is we're going to take a break, a little commercial break, and get back to you with my favorite hip-hop songs of the year. Remember, not a ranking, not not the best, but my favorite. Uh, Throwing this out there, not just because I want to uh, talk talk about it, but I also want to get everyone's feedback 
on what they like. So take a break. Be right back. You know, the NBA season is heating up and there's still so many unknowns as we head into 2023. No. Will the Lakers ever get their stuff together? Uh, Brooklyn seems to have gotten their stuff together, though. You know, so your your accesses of uh, NBA drama are heading in different directions. <laughs> but when I'm looking to get into the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100, 100%, 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win. And with DeMontis Sabonis deciding to play, I think you have you probably feel better about uh, that rebound total if that's part of your parlay for the Kings, or you know De'Aaron Fox coming off a 13 assist game. That's something else you can have fun with as well. But do all that. Here's what you got to do: you got to download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win. And to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now it's time to get back to the show. Okay, folks, last episode of 2022. Um, last previous episode, I broke down my favorite hip-hop albums of the year. Now we're going to go to my favorite songs. This is a long list of my favorite songs. So I'm going to go through some of the highlights of my list. I'll post the list on my social so you can go back and tell me what an idiot I am. But uh, for me, if I'm going to pick a, a, harder, a song of the year, it's Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5. But he's got that album had so many songs I loved. You know, Cry Together, Auntie Diaries, Rich Spirit, Die Hard, N95. Just so much to like. So, I'm admittedly a, a big Kendrick fan. But I think that was still... I think The Heart Part 5 was the song of the year, in my opinion. Even when you... Especially when you mix in the visuals they did. With that, yeah, it just... In that whole... La the whole last verse about Nipsey... I don't think Kendrick had done anything really about Nipsey. We all know they were they were friends. They had done, you know, on Nipsey's last album, they did um, the song Blue Laces together. No, Dedication, my bad. I got to get the song, you know. So that song, to me, jumps out the most. Uh, some of my other favorites of the year, Benny the Butcher and J. Cole's Johnny P's Caddy. Now, we all know J. Cole kills it on features. It's like, you know, you 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 put him on a song and generally prepared to get outdone <laughs> if he's on your song. But Benny is is top notch. J Cole is top notch. Made for an outstanding song, one that you know even though it's been out for a little bit, I still listen to. Can't go with, on without talking about God did and. 
know, that's Khaled, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, and you can't go to, you can't go too far without talking about that one. And what, why did that one work? Obviously, we know about um, Jay-Z's verse. And that's definitely, if I was going to do verse of the year, that that's top two, top three for the year. But you can't sleep on what Ross did. And Lil Wayne's, Lil Wayne on this song is amazing. I mean, that was one of uh, the best Lil Wayne verses I heard in some time. And if not for Jay-Z ending the song... I think a lot more folks we talk about what Lil Wayne did on that song. And like I said, I can listen to that song on repeat. And I did a pod back in August where I broke down just Jay-Z's verse. And all the things he's talking about in that verse. Jumping back and forth. And wasn't that with the topics. But it was definitely, you know, if I had a number two song of the year, it'd be that one probably. Or maybe number three. It's top three. Yeah. And then I kind of jump over to... It puts me an album that wasn't talked about for me enough this year. Uh, Vince Staples' album. He has the song When When Sparks Fly. Which goes along in that kind of tradition of giving the gun power. You know, just like Nas, the song, I Gave You Power. I also like the song on there, Magic. Uh, and I also like his song, DJ Quick. As a guy who grew up a big DJ Quick fan, I love whenever DJ Quick gets some love from the youngsters. And you know, Vince being from North Long Beach, for those of you who don't know, is which is right next to Compton. You know, and Quick's influence, especially on the West Coast, is historical, legendary. I loved him shouting out Quick. And then actually, as I heard, he would later say on the uh, Rap Radar podcast, Quick coming in to help mix the album and do all those things. So, and I'm going to jump around my list a little bit. Um... My favorite song from the games album was with him, Pusha T, and 2 Chains. And, uh, thought, no, No Man Falls. And why I love that one so much, I just think that 2 Chains verse on there, you know, one of the best verses of the year. And I, I don't know, I don't know if, um, Chains gets the credit he deserves a lot of times for his lyricism. But, yeah, it, to me, it really stood out on there. And I'm going to give you a couple more. I got a gang of songs on here. I'm going to give you a couple more before we get up out of here for 2022. For uh, I have one with an asterisk. I put Corday with Lil Wayne, Sinister. I know the song technically came out December of 2021, but I ain't hear the damn thing to 2022. So I put it on my 2022 list. My my rules, I did that. So, oh well. <laughs> but that's another song I really, really enjoyed. Um, 
Yeah, and then um, I got, you know, Nas, Michael, and Quincy, which is, uh, to me, you know, that, you know, you know, I think in 20, 30 years, we'll talk about Hit Boy and Nas, like we'll talk about Michael and Quincy. So, in terms of, you know, even though obviously Quincy was the older producer and Michael was younger, and then the Hit Boy, Nas dynamic is flipped. Just the bridging of the gap of the generations, legendary stuff from two people. Love that song. I got Mount Westmore on there. I got activated just because uh, that uh, that song is, but that song comes on my on my uh, playlist when I'm working out, gets me going. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, I could go on and on, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna post the list. Oh, actually, one other one. Uh, Snoop with Uncle Chuck, World Go Round. It's not really Snoop rapping, but it's on a rap album, so I put it on because it was great lowrider music. Took me back to my childhood. Yeah. So that's the reason why that song is on there. And like I said, we can keep going on and on and on. Got other songs on here, but I want to hear from all y'all. Y'all let me know what y'all think. As we go into the new year, uh, tell me what songs I missed. You know, go in the comments on my socials and... Tell me what other songs should be that you would add to this list. I'm all about hearing all the music I possibly can, and I'm an old man. I know some of the youngsters in there. I, I probably missed, but hey, send it my way. Give me some more music to listen to. And thanks again, everyone, for listening all year. This is Jason Jones of The Athletic. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. Everyone be safe out there, and I will catch you in 2023. I am out. Peace. Peace.